Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenge is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenge. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Hardstyle Rico bolts the Melbourne Cup in and this week on the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast, Radek Bale salutes for all the happy punters on the Punters Punting Club. Welcome along. I've got Jason Adams with me once again and Jace, a good week, mate. Plenty happening at the club at Radek Bale doing what he had to to give life to the Punters Punting Club. Oh, that was a dead set resuscitation to the Punters Club, Jim. That was a a good result. I tell you what, you stitch us up, uh, not getting the, the fixed odds price at the time of the show recording, given that the local tote caved in. But look, another good meeting this week. I understand you had ke- tennis cancelled on this Tuesday night that we record, so you've had an eternity to do the form, and I reckon you, uh, you're primed to bounce back. Yeah, mate, and I've got a little bit of an update on that punters punning club, but I'll get to that when we get to that part of the segment. But you are right, we were looking in trouble, and Radek Bale, uh, he did get crunched in, though, but that's what happens when... Uh, when the podcast is all over it. Run of the week. Straight off the top here, Jace. Run of the week. Uh, I reckon this is a boom, boom youngster. Serious young conveyance winning last Thursday night. Was only a mix six and seven finals. So it's got plenty of scope, plenty of growth. I speak of Ride the Thunder. And he was simply outstanding winning last week from box number four. And this is how he went about it. Racing began speedily right the thunder up on the outside of Catcher Pearl. Getting across was let them talk into the first turn is right up on the shoulder of the leader. They race clear from Carding and Girl. Back in the field, Winnendoo went into the outside, railing through Catcher Pearl. Between runners was, if you say, Madigan's well back. And then came Corder, but the leader ride the thunder. Four in front, trying to run after it was let them talk. They're clear then of Catcher Pearl, but have a look at ride the thunder. Ride the thunder. Storms home to win by six over Catcher Pearl, who grabbed, let them talk right on the line. So there he was, Jace. Ride the thunder. Serious conveyance. And what I liked most about the win was the fact he was able to do it from box four. And we saw where wow, she's fast in the last couple of months. Win from awkward draws. And I think that just elevates these young greyhounds to another level. Yeah, it does. And we knew last week, just given the preparation he had, he debuted in Victoria. He was tested up in Brisbane. And that's usually a sign that there's plenty of confidence from the camp that he goes pretty well, and since he's come back, he's gone whack, whack, and real professional wins as well. So, yeah, good sight for Des Dowd. He's had a few smart youngsters come through over the past few months, and then this boy looks to be the pick of the bunch. Thursday's preview. We're up and about, Jace. Thursday's preview time last week was a, a beauty. Radek Bale, as we have already spoken about, I think there are a few other nice little winners if you followed the, uh, the Thursday's preview as well. So, Let's tear it a new one. Uh, 12 races on the card. First race at 6.17, Thursday, 28th of July. My best bet comes up in race one, Jace. Best bet for the night, but I'm going to throw it to you to get your tip in the first. All right, well, race one, number two is who I'm going for, Whizbang Betty. Just no pace at all last week and hasn't shown much, but needs the inside, got the inside, big motor, so... I think she can go well at a price. So how did you rate it? Who was your best? Well, mate, it's making me even a little bit more confident. Uh, my best bet of the night, whiz bang Betty. Um, thought the win two starts to go from an awkward draw was enormous. I know it was only a Sunday, but the way this Greyhound won was enormous. And then last start from box eight was, as you say, just once the rail was trying to accelerate out wide, but just had the momentum stunned a few times. So I think the red can lead. The three's not going to pressure uh, whiz bang Betty early. I think if she's lead us back at the first corner... 
Uh, best bet of the night's going to be looking good at a price. I'd suggest we gamble responsibly, but maybe get on this one early because I think she will really tighten up price-wise, a bit like Radek Bale last Thursday night. So that's my best. Race two, I'm with Madigan, drawn box number six. Serious type, I think. If he can come across and find the inside, he's going to be a big player. But if he does that, he probably brings the eight into the race here, Jace. Yeah, I'm with him as well. And look, he's been a bit hit and miss so far in his career. And last week, it was just all over him through running and clearly runs. So obviously the key is getting into the race early. Race three, I think the red's going all right. So it might be a competitor here. Yeah, going all right. And I'm with number one going all right. So. Are you really? Yeah, I'll be with her. Pace on her outside and catch a pearl. It doesn't necessarily jam the rail, so mm. it's going to be a bit of room there and probably a, a less, lesser of a race than what she's usually up against. Three races down. We've tipped the same every single race. That's normally good news. Race four, I'm with Stout Manelli, but... Mapunga Warrior, um, he's been costly for the punters and he's probably going to sit up second outside of Stout Manelli, who I'm not sure is going to run out the 700 metres, but uh, he's in form Stout and he's going to take some beating. Yeah, interesting one, Mapunga Warrior. And look, it's easy to say now after the last two weeks, it, he's probably better suited to the 600 metres. Seems more of a beast over that distance and 700 just seems to be a step too far for him. But I'm with Stout Manelli as well, number six. And you're right. Doesn't scream 700 metre type, but what I've loved about him is when he's challenged, he just kicks and mm. kicks and kicks. So he was really good at the ball last week and I think he can go well again this time. Got a genuine will to win, I think, Stout Manelli. Race five, I'm with Levitation, drawn perfectly off the inside and this Greyhound can run the arms off the clock. Well, five from five for us, Jim. Levitation as well from the red, so good last week and, well, Sunday, I should say, and got the draw to go well again. She'll be favourite and hard to beat. Race number six. Now, I think this is the first time we'll tip differently. I'm going to start with your tip here, Jace. Number four, Hilltop hey. Jack. I'm keen to see him back over 600 metres. Just think he steps pretty well, what we saw at the Meadows Saturday. There's not a heap of acceleration, but we know when that bend starts, stepping well is all important, so I'll be with him. I'm with number seven. This is the first time we're going separate roads here. Hummick, I was just so taken by the run last time. And um, I think it's a great hand that if you follow for the next couple of months, uh, just continue to have a little play each week. Um, I don't think you can go too far wrong, especially when we see Hummick get up over more than the 600 metres. Race seven, this was nearly my best bet of the night, Rowan Bale. Uh, the run last time out in the fireball was enormous. Uh, just everywhere that he went, he found trouble. Um, spoke to Danny Gibbons on Saturday night when working for the Meadows, and he said that when he ran that disappointing race in Brisbane, it was due to a, a little bit of an injury. He pulled up a bit sore after that. They fixed that. Um, his run in the heat was outstanding at the Meadows two starts ago, and I think you just put a line through his run as unlucky last time. So I think we can see the best of him here. And what I like, Jace, he was actually ahead of Jarek Bale at the start before the run closed on him, and then he got caught a mile behind him, and, and he wasn't beaten that fast. So I'm really, really keen here on Rowan Bale. Yeah, his past, past two have been enormous. There's no two ways about that. I'm with number one, Kalinda Lady, just... Look, she had to win on Saturday night at the Meadows. She did, and I think it's exactly the same uh, circumstance. So she's just progressing as a stayer, so I think she'll win this one. Same race, multi the pair. I think they'll both run in the top three. Race eight, uh, Nikolai Bale for me here. Propelled's going to come out, put a bit of heat on Paddy Wants Pat. So I was surprised was ran down at Warnable last time when leading, but he's only working back from a, a long break. So I think Nikolai Bale might just have the fitness to rail up and be hard to beat. Yeah, I'm with Paddy Watts, Pats. I think it's a real sign of confidence from the Bravo team. Third up from that long spell, as you said, to go straight to Sandown. They would have known he'd been a free-for-all. Mm. So, 
yeah, flash of confidence, and and I think if he can find the top, we'll see the best of him. It is a good way to read the form, isn't it? When you can put, I guess, the the thoughts into what the trainers are thinking, and like you say, he's a Grade yeah. Three at the track, so they knew they were going to cop a free for all, and they were happy to do so. Race Nine, Revolution, outstanding last time on Sunday, outstanding the week before. He's he's coming back to the greyhound that he was first preparation before a layoff. Yeah, star talent and really hitting his straps and. Look, getting on in age a little bit and really good to see him in the city because it was awesome Sunday and expect much the same this time. Next race, uh, we move on race number 10, Russian Sub. I think he's drawn nicely down in box number two. If he can hold a place, which he should, I think he's going to be there for a long way. Yeah, I don't think the, there's going to be a stack of pressure here, Jim. There's going to be speed from Aston Lavinia, but I went with number seven, Luna Cruz. I think the draw's not too bad and... In a race that's pretty wide open in my eyes, I was happy to go with her. Pretty easy to remember my last two, mate. I'm with the red, Sir Chappie, in race 11. He just needed a bit more ground last week. And, and Mahjong Bailey, who I rated as one of the better bets last week, who got home at a nice price. I think he can pretty much run the same race this week and, and win again. How do you see the last two? Well, the 11th, I'll be with number five, Blazing Master. I mean, hit or miss, his best is better than him. So that's the reason I went with him. And then in the last, I agree with you, number one, Mahjong Bailey, big motor and getting better you've got to say so hopefully you can settle with within a, a reasonable distance and, and march them down like he did last week hunters hunting club Starting to eat into the margin. Running on was Radic Bale. Zivon Bale on out. Commission Radic Bale fly. He got it. Yes, he got there on the outside. Radic Bale. I tell you what, Chase. I haven't been relieved as I was after that race uh, at Sandown last week. Radic Bale winning because. Uh, Oh, the, the Punters Punting Club is just about my favourite segment on the show, and it was Gonzo. We were I'll give you the tally, to be honest. Uh, at the moment, we're safe. You ended up profiting $235 last week with your 50 the win, Radek. I profited $162.50, and well, Corey Smith, our mate at the Meadows, here's the overall tally. He's in third place. I'll call it third, not last. He's minus $97.50. James Vandermart, myself, in second placing at $32.50 in front. So it's always good to be in front. Like you say, if we took a fixed odds price, it would be even more. Race and Jason Adams has just come onto the podcast and gone bang, uh, hit one out of the park, $135 in front. So I'm going to start with the leader, Jace. How do we play Punter's Punting Club on Thursday night? Tell you what, Smith, he's got to get off the canvas. I hope yeah. he can fire back this Saturday night. Look, I'm probably going to follow you in your footsteps, Jim. Race one, number two, which is whiz, bang, Betty. So I might go $40 the place and $10 the win. You're getting so tactical at this. Uh, I'm going to go 25 each way. You know my play. Whiz, bang, Betty, best bet of the night. I, look, we're both keen. Um, if I was forced to have another bet, it would definitely be Rowan Bale on the each way. But uh, I don't think we can go too far wrong with whiz, bang, Betty. But how about this? Zivon Bale on out. Commission, Radic Bale, fly. He got it. Yes, he got it. That's it, Jase. Thanks for your help, mate, on this podcast. Radic Bale home last week. Whiz, bang this week. It's all too easy. I'll tell you what, that intro will last a few months. Thanks, Jim. Inside Info. Well, the man who is in very, very good form with the collar and lead is Harry Manalitsis. He's got a couple of big key players in at the meeting tomorrow night at Sandown Park, and he's been good enough to join us on the line. First time on the podcast. H, how are you, mate? Good morning. Good morning, James. 
Hey, you must be pretty excited. A couple of greyhounds. Uh, one in particular I think you'd be thrilled with is Revolution. He had a long, long time on the sidelines, but he's come back and, and he showed immediately that he was coming back well. We saw him race at Hillsville and trial very quickly, but he's then brought that back to the circle and you must be pretty excited with the way he's trekking. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, uh, nice. It's coming back. Very, um, very pleased with the dog. The way he's come back, uh, he had a he had a few months off, and um, like you said, he, he I started him off at Hillsville, and he, he's come through all that sort of racing quite good. The uh, the breed Fernando Bale Elevated. There are some pretty handy types in that, and you've had a a lot of success with this line as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the mum Elevated. Uh, she was. Um, as you probably can remember, she was a very fast bitch out of um, a, real, a real good producing family. And um, she's produced um, the Fernando Bowlitter. Um, there's some real nice dogs in that. Uh, Levitation, Kelvin Greenos, Amplified, uh, Top Class Bitch in Perth, um, mm. Steve Shinners, um, Revolution, um, and a few others. Yeah, they're real good. Speaking of revolution, we won the uh, the clock back a couple of starts ago. Ballarat behind Ferdinand Boy in the uh, the group listed Pink Diamond. That was probably the moment I feel that he announced himself that he was back bigger and better than ever. He was pretty unlucky in that run. Yeah, yeah, uh, real nice run. I was um, behind the boxes that night with Brad Keel. Brad Keel was handling one for the dailies, and straight away as the race finished, Brad turned around to me and just shook his head. Um, come out hard and come out real hard and. Hit, Cut left real hard and hit 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 the four and the three and 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 put himself a peg a, put him back a slightly length of two back and just charged to the first corner and Ferdinand boy was out in front and his 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 clipped Ferdinand's heels just just momentarily clipped them and lost his momentum and lost a length and a half and and yeah it was a great run and I'm thinking wow real good runs real good because he's not that type of dog I thought I thought he was a front running explosive dog, uh, similar to Kablenz and them type of dogs, but um, he did all the bullocking work that night and bumping and, and yeah, very pleased with him, very pleased. So you then took him to Sandown Park. He had two runs in succession. First up, he goes 29.53 on the Sunday, backs up seven days later, and he then goes 5.03.29.20. Did, did that surprise you at all with just how impressive he was last week? No, um, honestly, no. Um, uh, no, no, the dog's always... Always um, top class. Um, from when we broke him in, he broke in. The fellow that breaks in for me at Bendigo uh, raved about him. Um, got him home, pre-trained, and did what the real, 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 real nice dogs did immediately. So, no. Um, no, it didn't surprise me. It was just a matter of time him doing it. Like, I'm very slow getting them to the city. Uh, I like educating the dogs around the country. And because he had that time off, um, he's probably... A, overdue to get there but no no um early early doors when i pre-trained him at Sandown, he he's two or three trials there were free for all time james um mm. like like uh, his first hand slip was like a, um race dogs run uh, sorry fast race dogs run his first hand slip and then his first box to box i remember wayne basalo and brad kill were there that was directly after me trialing and they had a look and just shook their heads we all shook our heads he went five ten 1879 first, wow. first box-to-box as a baby, like a 16-month-old puppy. So, yeah, no, no, it didn't surprise me. No, no, his, his, he's a nice dog, this dog. He's yeah. a real nice dog. By the sounds of it, mate, you're pretty exc
Yeah, no, hasn't been blessed with the best draws. Um, thankfully, Chase is good. He got knocked over a couple of times, like Ballarat and Warnable. Uh, the best day at the Warnable, he came out, took half a step and got cleaned up. And I thought he was in strife. And um, he chased through the pack good that night and joined in and, and won the race, something that I thought he he, he couldn't do, being a front-running front, right, a front running type of speed dog. But, look, he, he's, he's, he's pretty good. He's um, uh, surprising me. Surprising me, but not surprising me with his ability. No, he's he's a very quick dog. This dog, he just needs a campaign. He needs to keep on fronting up, racing, toughen him up, and um, hopefully takes that next step to be that nice dog that we think he might he might be, James. Well, speaking of potential to be a nice dog, the other runner that you have in race two, number six, Madigan. I I get the feeling he's got a big motor as well, and the way I, I look through his form, if he finds the front, he can run the arms off the clock. This boy. Yeah, nice dog too. He's um he's he's Barshabao elevated the next litter. Um, he's a big thirty five kilo dog and typical of um a dog that I think is going to need twenty starts before he learns to be a race dog. He hasn't got the explosive first split like uh, some of the Fernando Bale litter has. Um, but you're right, he's very strong. He's strong. Um, he, he's just got to learn. He's, um, the other night there, he, he was working into the race nicely. Um, I thought he was going to run the nice second to that nice dog of Des Duches, and and um, he got he cleaned himself up and, and lost all his momentum. Um, that's greenness, um, inexperience. But, no, he goes real nice. Um, he, he's a nice dog too, but um, yeah, he's a nice dog. And his brother, um, Anthony, has a party trains deadly class and he won his last start at Geelong um, 25.50 and he's getting ready for the St. Ledger so he, he's, a, he's, a, he's one that I gave to Anthony as a part of the train and not a bad litter as well and, and there's a sister as well up in Perth uh, she won the Oaks in her fourth start the Western Australian Oaks for Steve and Crystal Shin as I sent her up to Perth because of my surgery I had surgery on my foot so I, I was going to be out for five to six months so I'm thinking well I, you know, I can't do these dogs, so I'm going to... So I send her up to Perth. Dean and I send her up to Perth, and she won the Oaks in her fourth, fourth start. So it's not a bad litter. Mm. Yep. Hey, speaking of your injury, you had the foot injury, surgery, out for a while. I, I saw you when you were just coming back, and you're on the crutches, and I, I knew Revolution was coming back quick, Harry, because uh, you were you were wandering around Hillsville on those crutches at Olympic pace when uh, when he went up the first couple of times. Yeah, there was a couple of trials where I threw the crutches away, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, it's all it's all going well with the two race dogs. You've got the whole team in at Sandown Park, and they look like big players. Just before we let you go, mate, your your involvement in Greyhound Racing, how did it all start for Harry Manalitsis? Yeah, when I was about 16, I was walking to school, and um, there was a fellow in my suburb where I grew up, and he was um, training a few dogs as well, and we I approached him, and we got talking, got to know him, and started helping him out so when I was about 16 it pretty much started and then um got married pretty young to my wife Adine uh and we had dogs immediately we had our own kennels at home and Roval we used to live back then and we built three or four kennels at home and had dogs so I was in it all my life um um yeah um did you did you ever think as a 16 year old boy walking down the street when you met a bloke with dogs that You'd have the, the, the life, I guess, and the career that you've had in Greyhound Racing with the success that you've had? Yeah, look, very lucky. No, no, definitely not. Because I remember when I was a young fellow at Sandown and I used to look up to all the great trainers like the Bill Brays and the Ned Bryants and and um, uh, the Phil Newmans and those great trainers when I was a young bloke. I used to go to Sandown. I used to admire these old guys, old champion trainers. And no, I thought I'd never, never, never reach those heights. Never. Um, and Dean and I are so lucky 
to breed uh, a couple of litters a year, and we've bred, you know, we've bred um, Marrera. Um, Marrera won a Group One Easter Egg. We bred Gedded Gizmo, who won a Top Gun and ran third in the Million Dollar Chase. We bred um, Elevated, who who um, was a nice bitch, and uh, we and we bred Flynn, and, and uh, he could have been a nice dog too, but just went a little bit astray through injury. Um, but he had. But look, for a backyard little breeders, um, I'm I'm wrapped with what we've done. I, I, I just I just shake my head and think, how the hell we bred all these dogs <laughs> out of three or four bitches? Uh, it, you know, it doesn't happen. And so we're I'm very. Dean and I are very privileged. Yeah, we, we, we shake our heads and said, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Harry, it's inspiring, mate. It's giving hope to us little blokes like myself. If I could sit back in, let's say, 20 years from now and have half the career you've had as a trainer and, and an owner and breeder in the sport, mate, I think uh, most people would say they'd be more than happy with that. Well, good luck. We appreciate your time coming on the podcast, mate. Uh, get back out in the rain there. Do those doggies and, uh, and good luck as well tomorrow night at Sandown Park. Good on you, James. All the best. Thank you. Well, there he is, Harry Manalitsis, one of the great guys of the sport. Good luck to him with his two charges, the whole team in at Sandown Park on Thursday, the 28th of July. Well, that wraps up this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to know more about greyhound racing in this great state of Victoria, head to grv.org.au or even better, search Greyhound Racing Victoria into all of the socials. Until next time, punters, safe travelling and happy punting.